drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers? This is your host, Eric Oakry, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You guys know what it is. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. <laughs> Appreciate all you on Twitter that are always sending me things that I can uh, hit that back uh, to you or people drinking Kool-Aid or pitchers of uh, cornbread or pitchers of Kool-Aid. Uh, uh, lots of good stuff always happen on Twitterverse. But uh, as I often say on the show, we can't mess around because we got... The man, the myth, the legend, the one and only from Sports Illustrated All Lions. He's all over the Detroit Lions all day, every day, putting out stats, numbers. Comes on the show once a month or so or whenever we can uh, get him on the show to talk Lions. And that's Logan Lamarandier. we got so much to get into. Logan, you're back. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing great. Excited to talk some Lions. I know there's... Not a whole lot going on right now, but there's a, a few things to talk about. I'm sure we could talk about it for hours. So, yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> we got a loaded show. I love how you went from good to great all in one sentence. That's tremendous. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling good here on the show. And uh, before we get in, we're going to do continue my series, which is Dollars Make Sense, S-E-N-S-E. I've been going down multiple positions per show. I've been doing one offense, one defense. Today, we're talking running backs. We're talking safeties. Two very intriguing positions. I'm sure you have lots of great info and takes for the people. But before we get into that, uh, let's, let's do news and notes, man. I've been getting a lot of ridicule for this take. Lots of quote-unquote experts have been laughing at me left, right, and center because whenever a big name comes up, the old bit, the old lions, the oh, poor us goes, he's never going to come here. They're never going to do that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, before we get the dollars make sense, I've been telling the folks, the Kool-Aid drinkers, the loyal diehards, and anybody else that will listen, that I think Chase Young makes a lot of sense for the Detroit Lions if he's available. He's young. He's coming off some injuries. The price seems to be low. He's actually available. Logan, is Chase Young the defensive end for the Commanders? A possibility for the betting favorites to obtain him are Detroit Lions. Yeah, you know, with Chase Young, I really like the talent, and he was my top option the year the Lions drafted Jeff Okuda. And I was, <laughs> I, w- I like Jeff Okuda too, but Chase Young was was my guy. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, I think with him, you know, they didn't give him the fifth-year option, so he's on an expiring deal. So I think the Lions, if the price was right, 
and it seems like it, the price can't be too high. But anytime I think you can get that type of talent for even a second round draft pick or anything like that, you can never have enough pass rushers. I know the Lions are pretty stacked right now at the edge, and that's the biggest part for me is how would they make that work? Because they already have plenty of depth, plenty of youth on the edge, and Chase Young would take up a role, and he's probably looking for a decent-sized contract after that, and the Lions already have a quite a few contracts coming up. So it's not necessarily something I think that's out of the realm of possibility, but given the Lions' depth at edge and just other contracts they'll have to give, I don't know if they'd be willing to give up a higher draft pick, if that's what Washington's looking for, to get a player where I think they're already good at that position. But I love the idea of Chase Young in the Lions. I know um, he, he dealt with injury last year, but I mean, his rookie year was, was great. Uh, you know, his, even his second year was pretty solid, but um, yeah, I, I don't know the likelihood of it. I, I feel like even the lions are betting favorites. I feel like every, every big name player out there right now, it's like the lions are the betting favorites to get them because they have the most cap room. They're kind of in that place where they're probably looking to add bigger pieces if they really want to make a run deep in the playoffs and they're getting a lot of hype. So I, I understand why they might be betting favorites, but uh, I just find it a little unlikely that they'd, the Lions would feel a need enough at that position to give up draft capital on an expiring contract or signing him to a future long-term contract when they have their own players that they need to take care of. If you were Brad Holmes and you had the cap space and this type of player came available to some degree, would you be willing to give up a decent asset and pay this player or would you uh, pass on it probably? You know, if say if it was for like Julian Aquara, which I don't think has much value, but he's still a, a younger player, depth piece for the Lions. If you included him maybe in there to unload one of your edge players and then a, a third round pick, I don't think I would really bat an eye at it uh, just because a third round pick, you never really know what you're going to get. Assuming the Lions have a good record, it's going to be later third round. Uh, so that's what I'd be more than happy to do, something like that. Because, like I mentioned, you can't have enough edge rushers. It doesn't matter if you ever think you have enough. You can still add quality players. And just the thought of Chase Young and Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> on that defensive line. Uh, Pascal could move more to the inside on rushing downs. And it could still be kind of like that base run-stuffing defensive end. And then Charles Harrison, uh, Romeo Aquara are just guys who are, you know, one of your deals, uh, they, they came back, which was a little bit surprising, but um, those aren't long term type of players. So I, I, I would try to make it happen, but again, I don't know what Washington's asking for and you do have to be careful. Um, you know, that's not giving up too much draft capital because the lions don't have all that much. They've, they've used up all their, capital they got in the Matthew Stafford trade. So now they have to be, I think, a little bit more diligent with how they they spend that. But at the same time, you saw what the Rams did where they started leveraging all their future draft capital for top players, and it worked out for them, and they won a Super Bowl. Now they're paying for it, and you wouldn't want that. I mean, with the Lions, I'd gladly take a Super Bowl and then be awful for a few years. So I, I, would, I would try to go for it. But, again, that's probably me being a little bit more aggressive than I think Maybe Brad Holmes is. He's pretty aggressive too, so who knows? 
So if I have this right, you probably go for it, but the Lions probably won't, but you're not sure, but maybe it makes sense, but it's probably <laughs> safer not to do it, kind of like, you know, 50-50 on it. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. I'm not 50-50 okay. on that, but it's okay. coming from the Lions' perspective, I could totally see if they feel like they're comfor- comfortable at that position and are willing to pay um, and give contract extension extensions elsewhere to their own players. Yeah. My my quick thoughts again on it are we got to get out of this realm of like that we're never going to do anything bold. We're never going to obtain big names. We're not going to make a big splash to put us even more over the hump. This is a guy at a premier position, t- super talented, premier spot, willing to pay um, to keep him around. Don't give me all the other guys we have because they're all guys, as you said. This is more than that. This is... Um, could be a big time player. We everybody comes with concerns, so I think it's much more of something to look at and hope for than to just be like, "Oh, the Lions never would do something like that." Um, these are the brand new Lions. Drink it in, everybody. Drink it in. Uh... All right, Logan. Quick take, or you know, however long. I'm sure you have deep thoughts on this topic. The new Lions helmet. We're recording here. This will be dropping for the people on Wednesday morning, as it always does. Wednesday at some point during the day, 621, the Lions say they're going to drop this new helmet. They put a picture of a, like a Fort Mustang blue with some chrome. I mean, do we have thoughts on what this thing's going to look like? Do you think it's going to be incredible? Do you think it's going to be a big miss by Rod Wood? Um, or, or do you think this is going to be incredible for the team? <laughs> you know, I've never been too much into the jerseys and had huge opinions. But I am, for whatever reason, a face mask guy. <laughs> I always, I always like the face mask, and I always thought it'd be really cool to have a chrome face mask. Though you know, it it matches up well with Motor City, uh, you know, kind of Detroit's chrome, okay. you know, with all the cars. I think it would just play well into the city, and it's a cool look. Not, I don't think there's any NFL teams that have like a pure chrome face mask. I, I've seen some in college for maybe like some alternate helmets, but uh, I I think it's a sharp look and who knows if that's distracting for the players, if it, you get like glare off it or something. So they try not to, but uh, yeah, if they don't do that, I, I would like the blue face masks back kind of from like the barriers. Uh, I really like those and think those are sharp, but outside of that, the logo, I don't really care all that much. Um, just something different. I think a good change of pace. It'll be fun. So let me quickly follow up. You would like a quote unquote chrome grill for this new helmet. <laughs> That's right. Chrome <laughs> and, grill. And and you mentioned the logo. Is it the standard Lions logo on a different color? Or are we getting the throwback logo? Are we getting some just something out of nowhere that no one will expect as as a new third type logo? Do you have a quick take? I think it'd be kind of cool if they inverted the colors, made like a blue helmet with a, a silver Lions logo with mm. a chrome face mask and like a silver stripe. Um, I, like it. I think that would be my top option. I like it too. I saw a couple mock-ups like that. It was just this kind of electric blue, almost like what the car had in the picture. I like your thought about the chrome face masters. Go talk to Oregon. They don't care what their helmets look like for the players or how they play on the field. They just try to go for the most swag as possible. And that all chrome mirror look is incredible. I, I think the Lions are going to do something a little bit 
outside the box. You know, I couldn't imagine them just slapping the same logo on a different color with a similar face mask and calling it good or some dull gray with a blue lion. No, that's not going to fly. I don't think we're going to see that. But like you say, I know it's not the end of the world, but I'm... I'm anxious to see it, and I think a lot of people, and then when they do those uniforms and possibly a logo redo, I hope they don't play scared either. Brad Holmes is a swagged out dude. Just look at his hoodie collection. Um, So I think they could do something real nice, which would be cool. And don't be afraid to go back to the throwbacks. That old logo is cool. Those dark blues, the the standard gray uh, Thanksgiving uniform. Don't be afraid to lean into that, too, on on certain uh, styles here for our team. So, all right, we got one more. We've gone longer on the news and notes as we normally do. We got to talk dollars make sense. But I got to get your thoughts, Logan, on (laughs) J-Mo. This guy is getting articles written about him. People are calling him a bust. People are saying he needs a mentor. Take his phone. Oh, wait, he scored a big touchdown in practice. Oh, he snatched a ball in practice. Oh, he dropped the ball in practice. Oh, J-Mo's the best. J-Mo can't play. J-Mo is what right now for you? Because I still love this guy so much. Hashtag J-Mo fast. (laughs) Well, I think... Jamo might be my new DeAndre Swift for me. I know you're going to give me a hard time about this, but when the Lions grabbed <laughs> Jamo, I, again, I loved, I loved the idea of it. But again, I at the value where he's selected, didn't necessarily love it. Um, you know, I felt like he's always just been more of a speed receiver than anything, and uh, there's not many just straight speed receivers in the NFL game that um, are top receivers. Tyreek Hill is an outlier, but he plays much bigger than he is, and. He's really aggressive when the ball's in the air. I, I've never seen that out of JMO. So I already, I already had my concerns with how JMO was going to do. And the drops, um, I think you're, that's something that's, you can live with if he's making big play after big play. And I obviously think the big playability is there. Um, but in terms of route running and chemistry with Jared Goff, I think that's probably going to need some time. Um, but yeah, maturity, that's... You know, you only have a limited sample size, but um, so far, you know, he made one bad mistake as well as other players did on the Lions team. And the more you hear about it, the more it seems like the NFL wasn't super clear on uh, all these gambling policies that they had, even though they (laughs) initial reports made it sound like every player knew this. But then I know the Athletic dropped an article and I think they only interviewed like five players or something like that. Four of them said that they didn't think that the gambling policies were all that crystal clear. Like everyone made it out to be. So I understand that he's a young kid, you know, if, thinking back when I was that age, I'm like, yeah, I was, probably had some growing up to do too. So I think the talents there, he just needs to get out there and play uh, the drops. I drops are so random sometimes. Um, but as long as he's making big plays, I, you can overlook drops. It's uh, There's plenty of good players who have a case of the drops, and uh, you can overlook those when <laughs> when the guy is scoring touchdowns and having 70-yard uh, grabs and things of that nature. So I, I still wait and see, but I am a bit <laughs> concerned about where he's at. Logan, do you think I'm going to let you get away with that take here on the show? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is just classic 
Lions fans, and I and I thought you might come with this just because you haven't seen it. You forgot how fast this guy was. You forgot how electric he was. You already knew he had to get healthy. No one's... I'm not worried really in the slightest about this whole maturity gimmick because this guy's a football player. Like he said, I mean... I, th- I thought you were going to come stronger because I got no worries about hashtag JMO fast because hashtag JMO's fast. I don't have any worries on and off the field. The only worry anyone has is because they haven't seen it yet in a Lions uniform with their two eyes. So they start quitting on this player. They start coming up with all these reasons why he's not going to be good. Can he can he play a healthy five games before we start writing him off or ha- acting like he did something terrible? Can he drop? multiple passes in games before we make this some critical issue i mean it's just it's driving me nuts to be honest i think there's just no doubt how good he's still gonna be i'm gonna live with the drops like you said they're gonna come at times i'm not gonna worry about it he's gonna be pretty clean and swaggy off the field he's faster than anyone in the nfl and he's gonna be a game changer for this football team i'm sorry he hasn't quenched your thirst yet like we do on this show drink it in all right, I'm done yelling at you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I'm not writing him off by any means. But, the, yeah, I, I think there's a You're reason to be cautious now. And it's still very excited. You know, I was, I think that's what I was most upset about, him missing the six first weeks. It's like, oh, he was one of the players I wanted to see the most, you know, with more playing time, coming off a healthy offseason, and just seeing where he's at, you know, uh, with chemistry. Because he even saw it last year. Uh, when he did play, there was a lot of times where it just looked like him and Goff were on the same page, and that that can take a while, especially with someone with his speed. So, yeah, it's very excited about him still, and I still think his upside is just huge. Um, but yeah, let's let's stop with the drops, start catching the ball, and uh, <laughs> all good. So let me recap before we go to dollars and cents. Logan's very excited, but also very worried, kind of in the middle. All right. Oh. I'm not very worried. I'm not very worried. <laughs> you sounded very worried, bro. I, I think you went on a, a diatribe about why why all these concerns instead of the excitement. That's all. Sorry. But got, and it's not it's not so here. much with the gambling. I think that's past him. I think it's more so just the chemistry with Goff um, and the route running. That I mean, I think that's what Goff needs is someone who knows he's going to be open and knows where he's going to be at. And that just, that just takes time. And last year he missed training camp and got to play last year late in the year and missing those first six weeks. Again, it's just, uh, I think it delays that process that we needed to be ramped up. We will see. I'm fired up for this player. I'm not going to let the media or anybody tell me all the reasons why it's not going to work because Charles Rogers didn't work and all this other garbage that's out there. Um, It's just ridiculous. So, Logan, I don't know if this is a surprise for you, but we were going to go about a handful of minutes. We went 20 minutes here. I'm going to make an executive decision that we go to our commercial break, get our great sponsors in. And then we're going to straight up blow through dollars make sense, running backs and safeties on the back part of the show. Uh, Might give a few less Kool-Aid shout outs, but we're going to talk some contracts, some players at the running back and safety position, man. Uh, I'm excited to do it. I can't wait to see what you say about these players. So everybody, please give a great listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers. Back from the break. Thanks so much for those sponsors. Thanks for drinking in that Detroit Kool-Aid. Got Logan on the show. Always great as always. Had to get after him a little bit in the first segment. We went a bit longer. We thought we'd get our great sponsors in and come back and talk ball and talk contracts. So, Logan, we're not going to mess around. Appreciate all the Kool-Aid drinkers, all you guys on the Twitter machine, as I said, all the loyal fans that have done the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League. 20 teams, 20 players per team. Logan, I got a little... uh, um, app that shows me like what they grade me and and my squad happens to be the number one squad so far in the draft we're in round 16 i mean that doesn't surprise you i, I know you're too busy and you didn't want to get smashed by me so you didn't do it i get it um you know but uh, i'm the top squad heading into the uh, actual games here in week one so that is what it is but it's been fun everybody's been making picks uh, as we have time and and that's been classic but speaking of picks in fantasy football you know running backs are big the Detroit Lions and Brad Holmes and Dan Freaky Campbell um, think the same thing because they've been investing highly in running backs as well. We're here to talk about the contracts. Do these dollars make sense? And we'll start right at that position that everybody freaks out about, and that's running back. The Lions went and signed David Montgomery. Three years, $18 million per. This is after Jamal Williams kind of long played them. How do you like this contract? We already have talked that the player is, is talent-based and upgrade, but you're losing some of that thing. other things that Jamal brought to the table, but David Montgomery's a hell of a guy too. Three years, 18 for RB. What do you think? 
Uh, just initially, I thought it was they signed him a little overpriced just because you can get running backs from just about anywhere. And David Montgomery, I think, yeah, we've, we've talked about this. He's an upgrade. I think he's a good back, uh, exactly kind of what the Lions need. But I would have rather probably tried to go later, like a middle round draft pick to get this kind of bruiser type back. But David Montgomery, he has some shiftiness to him. But overall, uh, three years for 18, $6 million average. But when you're looking more so at the yearly breakdown of it, uh, his dead cap is still under th- or uh, his cap hit. It's still under $3 million this year, which is not too bad. And the next year, more than doubles, I want to say, uh, which, again, starts getting a little pricey. But uh, after that, uh, in his third year, which is usually when the big cap hit starts, uh, you, he, they can get out of the contract and only have a little over $2 million in dead cap. So that's I was totally fine with that contract, and that's usually how it goes. Whenever I'm surprised by a contract, you start looking at the contract like breakdown and it's like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. So this year I, th- I think he's a steal because he's um, under $3 million for a cap hit. And that's, that's great. I think that's right where you want to be. You don't want to be uh, allocate too much capital, I think in the draft or in the running back uh, market. So um, yeah, no, no complaints really uh, with his contract because that final year, if he's not living up to the bill, uh, use him for two years. It can be the thunder to Gibbs lightning. And you, you need that type of player, especially in the Lions offense. It's what we call the Brad Holmes special, the contract out to make it a two year, $12 million deal instead of three for 18. You got to love how this guy does those on almost every single deal, especially when it's either a little higher priced or a little bit questionable. He's got to get out of jail free card there. But speaking of a player that he absolutely loves, he doesn't need it out on this contract. That's Jameer Gibbs. I mean, uh, Brad Holmes was breaking tables. He was bear hugging folks again, getting this player at 12 overall. But when you look at his rookie deal, four years, 18.9 million or so in total, 3.4 million or so as a cap hit in 2023. Are you excited about this contract for the talented player? He's going to be fun to watch. You're paying a running back, but is it going to equal what he can bring to the table? (laughs) Yeah, you would assume so. It's tough when you draft a running back that high. He's already, he's almost in the top 15 paid running back. So you're going to need him to produce right away. And running backs can do that. I think it's one of the few positions that, you can draft and if they were productive in college and a good running back, you know, that's going to translate well to the NFL. And I think what the interesting part will be is just how they use Gibbs. It's not the biggest guy. He's under 200 pounds. He's not going to be your bell cow type of back, but if the lions and I, I hope that they, they can make this happen. Cause I feel like this happens more often than not where you, the a team will draft a player and have this vision in mind for them that requires a whole, not a scheme change, but it requires a lot of scheming to get them the ball. And I hope that's what happens with Gibbs. Cause if he does, and he has, I know the, the common comparison is Alvin Kamara. Uh, if he has that type of impact, I mean, yeah, he'll more than make up for his contract, but they got to find a way to get him the ball, get him out in space, 
and utilize his strengths. And that's every single player. Yeah, it always has to utilize their strengths. But if you're going to spend an over 12th overall draft pick on this guy, you definitely have to make sure that you're getting the most out of him. And I think the Lions have a vision for that. And it's it's going to be more than just running the ball. But um, for his electric ability and how dynamic he is with the ball in his hands, I, I don't think he'll have a problem living up to that contract. And I, I, th- I have some pretty high expectations for Gibbs, even though I didn't love the pick um, at 12. I, I think he's going to be really good. And it's just, you, know, you hope you get him <laughs> um, healthy. And again, being as small as he is, uh, that's where my fingers are crossed is just stay healthy because I, I do think he's going to be a lot of fun and really provide an element on this offense that we haven't seen in a long time. What you're saying is you don't hate him like you did DeAndre Swift. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never the, hated Swift, but I, yeah, he had, he had some issues that, again, he had to play Swift <laughs> to his strengths. Got to play every player to so, his strengths. Let, let me ask you this. Christian McCaffrey makes like $16.5 million on average, whatever it is. Gibbs has a similar skill set for three million. This contract's four years, nineteen in total. Are you with me on the reverse okie doke that then even in four years, that fifth year option is not going to be high because it's a running back. So we have a fifth year at a at a smaller price, True. and that this guy could be re-signed at a at a additional three to four year deal at a good price because he's a running back. <laughs> yeah, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is overpaid, but that's a whole nother whole nother deal. I mean, he's a special player, but I don't know if I'd pay him that much money at the running back position. Although 49ers might disagree with me there and all their fans. But anyways, yeah, when you if Gibbs is anything like Christian McCaffrey, then yeah, I think it's a home run. But have you watched I his highlights yet in NFL? Have you watched his highlight reel? The kid is special. Yeah. He's fun to watch, and he can do everything that CMC can do. I'm just saying at a fraction of the cost. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's a electric player. I, I feel like I liked his Georgia Tech highlights almost better than his Alabama highlights. Um, I, I liked all his so highlights <laughs> once I watched yeah. him. So we'll we'll see how it works out with the contract and the position and all that has to come into it. But he's a young player, dynamic and uh, I think everybody's going to really like how he fits in on an explosive offense when it's all said and done. But yeah, man, those are the two big ones, Montgomery and Gibbs. But we can't forget about my boy. Come on, Craig. Um, <laughs> this guy, uh, you know, he's kind of still in that three running back slot. One year, one million bucks, basically, 1.08. Um, love what he brings to the table. He switched numbers. If anybody's not aware, he's wearing one three now because Jack Campbell's got his number 46, which is a horrible number for a linebacker. But speaking of numbers, what do you think about Craig Reynolds for one year, one million bucks? Yeah, I think it's a great deal, especially with what he provides on special teams. I think he's a solid running back. Um, when he is asked to play, he, he can catch the ball, but his break tackle ability, which is a big thing that I like to look at, is is really good. And he had a bit of a down year last year after his previous year where I thought he played great. But he's still um, solid RB3 in my mind. And at that contract, can't 
you can't really complain because it's not going to get much lower. Yeah, people have been talking about like moving on from him or pushing him down the depth chart, but I'd kind of like to see him get him some opportunities as he did before and see what he can do. Um, no problems with that deal. Here's an interesting one. Jamar Jefferson, they took this kid in the seventh round. They ended up letting him go. Then they brought him back. So he's kind of, from what I was able to tell, I think he's on like a one-year 870K type deal. You know, he he seemed to have issues in the beginning of holding on to football or, or maturity or whatever it was. But they seem to keep saying they kind of like what they're seeing now. And I liked him in college. And obviously, I don't mind this contract. It's a nothing contract. I really love to see his talent come to fruition. Do you think Jamar Jefferson can give them anything, either in you know the run, the pass game, special teams, anything? Yeah, it's, as a running back, I... I know the Lions, have, I think, and, um, you know, mini camp or playing him with the twos or even getting some starter looks, but I think that's more so because he's a veteran. Um, is I think he's a pretty average running back, and it'll be interesting to see if he even makes the team. But uh, it depends on how many running backs the Lions want to keep. So to me, it's the contract might even <laughs> – might not even be on the books when it's all said and done in the final 53, but if it is, again, low contract, who cares? Yeah, he, he's the talented one out of the group, though, but also, like, can he do other things, or is he just a talented RB where you can't play him anywhere else? That would kind of make him more of a cup casualty. The, the last two are really intriguing to me, and I'm curious to hear what you think. This guy's been totally forgotten about, but the Lions picked up Greg Bell as an undrafted kid, three years, only $1.575 million in total for those three years as an undrafted player. They did, did give him a couple nice bonuses. You know, um, he kind of makes seven hundred fifty k that low minimum type contract in 2023. This guy was at camp for like two days and was done for the year, um, but they are keeping him around. I've heard some little rumblings. Man, Greg Bell looks good. Look out for Greg Bell. Um, again, he makes no money, so the contract isn't much of an issue, but marry the contract up with the player. Is this guy a camp body, or is this somebody that might surprise us when it's all said and done? I think he's probably more of a camp body but the lions liked him more than most last year so he has a shot but uh that running back room right now with the top two firmly established and craig reynolds coming back and providing special teams value uh, i think a lot will come down to special teams for him so um he would have to really show up i think to even make the team or are you on board with this guy mo Ibrahim, the absolute beast, ball of butcher knives from Minnesota, undrafted kid. He's had some bad injuries. He's what you'd like to call, uh, how should I put this, slow, but he breaks tackles. He'll run you over. He was ultra productive in college, undrafted, three years, $2.7 million in total. Um, 751k type cap hit. They gave him a very big you know, bonus slash guarantee to come to the Lions. Everyone's kind of hype about Mo Ibrahim maybe being the uh, third, fourth running back on this team when it's all said and done. Do the dollars make sense, Logan? Yeah, I, yeah. I was he was one of my favorite players the Lions picked up um, in the undrafted free agent market, and a lot of it again going back to his break tackle ability and yards after contact. Just really tough to bring down. Um, 
yeah, and he's not fast. Uh, got a little shiftiness to him for being a little bowling ball, but Abraham is just a guy I've always kind of liked. And I think injuries might have, you know, played into him going undrafted. And he has, he's carried the ball a lot, but uh, I think he's a really good running back. And if you're going to overlook that he might not be the most explosive guy, I think there's still a role for him. Um, kind of in that Craig Reynolds type of role. But again, as I've said, with every one of these backups, we'll see what uh, he can provide on special teams, because if you're not seeing the field as a running back, you better be providing in that aspect of the game. Logan, I have a quick hot take alert on Mo Ibrahim. You ready? Yeah. I think this guy has Jamal Williams S skills Minus the anime and personality. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I think uh, similar qualities. And that's one of the reasons why I, I feel like we didn't need to overpay for Jamal Williams. Because you can usually find players that have Jamal Williams skill set. Now, they might not always be productive. There is uh, some sort of talent in that. And there's something to be said about being productive. Uh, but overall, I I do feel like, yeah, they have similar styles. We will see what happens. Uh, kind of an interesting group, interesting contracts as they normally are at the running back position, and we'll see how it all shakes out. We can't mess around. We got to dive right into dollars that make S E N S E sense for the safeties. This is another one, man. This is such an upgraded group. I. I, this is so upgraded that Spotrack has Will Harris still as a safety, and I left him off the list. I know he's unfortunately still on the team. Sorry, Will Harris. I'm sure you're a great guy. But they have him listening. I can't even put him in the mix because I got Tracy, Kirby, CJ, GJ, my boy, Brian Branch, Breeze, and a very intriguing Brandon Josephs, uh, Joseph to talk about as well. Let's start with Tracy, kind of the loud, swaggy, determined coming off injury vet signed a three-year 25 million dollar deal in total in 2022 so of course right when he started getting big checks he blew out his achilles sat at home collected big checks hung out with his family had a couple kids i believe worked his tail off though and his back ready to roll much better than mr okuda or others um that had that injury <clears throat> romeo Quar, and uh Tracy looks ready to roll. So $6.3 million cap hit this season. It then, you know, goes up. But I have some really high hopes for this guy with the go-go gadget arms, the great personality, and just a determined mentality to make this contract make sense and make plays for this football team. What do you think? Yeah, his cap hit this year, I think, is still a bit of a bargain. Last year, it was almost $3.5 million uh, against the cap. But his average salary is over $8 million a year. Uh, so that leaves the final year of his contract. And kind of they probably added that void year, too, in there where there's another cap hit in 2025. But, uh, yeah, this year it makes complete sense just being around $6 million and for uh, the safety of his caliber. Uh, you know, hopefully the Achilles injury doesn't hamper him too much and – he can find his prior form, but I think he's a guy who can do it all. And earlier in his career, saw a lot of ball hawking ability, which hadn't seen as of late. 
but I know it's still there and he's a leader on the defense. So I'm happy with where he's at. Real quick follow-up. Um, you're the GM. Uh, he, he He's at that $6 million cap hit this year. Let's say he has a, a good season, solid year, stays healthy, but nothing that blows you away. That cap hit's going up to 12.8 next year. Um, and you'd have that seven dead if you, if you cap if you get rid of him. Are you using that potential out that uh, Brad Holmes snuck into another deal to uh, get out of that extra $12 million for Tracy next year? Probably not because if the if the dead cap's still seven million and you're only saving, you'd only be left with a remaining five million dollars of opening up cap space. What safety are you going to be able to get uh, for five million dollars? That's better than Tracy Walker. So uh, the Lions, when they gave him that contract, the way they structured it, yes, there is that out, but there's a, there's an out on every contract. But usually, if they want a true out, they make that last year of the contract. Uh, dead cap really low so it's uh, a, a team friendly out and this one it's not like the Lions would be saving all that much money they'd be opening up five million dollars in cap space to let Tracy go and now yes his cap hit is almost 13 million which is a tough pill to swallow but at the same time cutting him is not going to do you all that much good either because you're only going to save five million might as well just keep him for five million so I see Tracy being around for the next two years Gosh, I know we can't spend more time on really, but I'm shocked by that because 13 mil for a 29 year old Tracy, rather than either letting him go or sitting him down and saying, man, we, we can't be at 13. We got to move that down to like seven at most um, and figure something out here if we're going to keep you around and whatnot. Like I couldn't see him just straight up paying that. And here's why. Because we have a guy named CJ, that's my GJ, for one year, 6.5 mil. Oh, wait, never mind. It's only a $4.5 million cap hit, the way Mr. Brad Holmes always open for business. Brad, Sherlock Holmes, Brad Holmes cooking, um, is just serving up these deals. Uh, there's just nothing to not love about this player. I jumped to him, and I and I jumped over my boy Kerbo, but I'm coming back to him. What do you think about CJ, GJ, Chauncey, Gardner, Johnson? I think it's just a steal. It still blows my mind that the Lions were able to get him at the price point he did because I thought he would be in like the $12 million a year range, and obviously the NFL disagreed with me. But I'm more than happy to have a cap fit of four and a half million for a guy of his caliber, ball hawk, familiar with the defense, um, vocal leader, add some fire to the back end of the defense as well. Uh, it's still, you know, like pinch me right now. I can't believe they got him for that price. The number's absolutely crazy. And this is like my boy Jamo, where, yeah, you're excited or whatnot, but wait till you see this guy. Not only Falling on the field, but talking noise, bringing swagger, like, and like you said, I would have gladly paid ten plus for this player. We got him for half that, so he's gonna be incredible on so many levels. I'd love him to stay here for multiple years after as well. But if it's a one year, you train up my boy Brian Branch, you get swagged out with Kerbo and, and Tracy. Let's go. And of course, he's a safety. We all know he's gonna be playing nickel. He's playing the slot, doing all those things. Let's go back to Kirby Joseph, man. I mean, the hype is is not only out of control, but it's real with this player. Took him in the third round, four years, $5 million total. Let me repeat that so the people. And the people consist of the millions. 
Let, let, let me repeat so you millions and millions can understand. Kirby Joseph is going to be with the Detroit Lions for four years for a total of five million bucks. million cap hit in 2023. Yes, he is the father of that smug piece of garbage that left for the New York Jets. Yes, he's funny. Yes, he wears free JMO shirts. He is just going to be one of the beloved Detroit Lions. Logan, how you feeling about this contract, the player, and everything that goes with him? I love it. Um, You know, Kirby Joseph was one of my favorite players in the draft you know like the middle round players and especially where the was he on the big board or safety <laughs> what was that where was he on the logan big board oh i'd have to pull it up but he was probably <laughs> higher than he uh he went drafted because the lions selected him he was one of my guys <laughs> and i was like please let it be him and it was and he just has that ball ball hawk instinct that you can't teach really you either have it or you don't. And he had it in college, despite having limited experience. He showed it. And yes, there were some ups and downs his rookie year. But again, you kind of look over all that if you're making big plays. And especially in the moments he did, uh, crunch time, you know, game ceiling type of interceptions against, you know, a certain somebody I won't mention. I'm glad he's out of the division. That's uh, <laughs> just, yeah, at his price point, if he can continue to on that upward trajectory and get a little bit uh, more consistent in uh, in between all of his interceptions, I think, yeah, he's well out playing his contract and he's, he's a guy who I think can be, you know, a, a real foundational piece for the Lions moving forward. The people would like to know, was he higher than Amon Ra? <laughs> and did you love him as much as you say you do, or or do you did you hunt him and haul like you did on 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 Saint Breezy, and now you love him too? Because I was quoted, and people can go back in the archives and listen live draft show. I said, man, I heard the Lions love Kirby Joseph. I don't know if I love him. They say he's going to be a ball hawk. He's going to be all around the ball. But unless he is absolute stud in that area, I didn't see it as far as a college prospect or just like a guy that I loved at that point. Lions loved him. They took him. He takes the ball away. His swag is worth extra. On his, I give him another five mil on his contract for just how swaggy and funny he is. Um, so I love this guy and his contract too. Let's get to my boy from Alabama. Picked 45th overall. I can't believe it. I would have taken him at 18. I would have taken him anywhere after that. Brian Branch, safety, DB, whatever you want to call him. Four years, $8 million in total. If you guys can do the math, the non-Kool-Aid drinkers, you might have to get a calculator out. That's $2 million per on average. <laughs> That's $1.5 this year as a cap hit. This guy's, again, people almost forget to talk about him, that he's even on the team. He's on the team. He makes no money. He's a hell of a player in so many areas, and we can bring him along slow if we want. What do you think about the contract, the player, and the fact that the Detroit Lions have Brian Branch? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yeah. No, he was – when they drafted him, very happy about that. I would have been – yeah, same as you, happy with him at 18. And I think maybe his athletic ability or not having necessarily a true position. He's labeled as a safety, but CJGJ, I mean, it's a perfect replacement. If if Gardner Johnson pl- plays himself out of Detroit and gets a big old contract, I 
feel strongly that Brian Branch can do what he does. And uh, yeah, there's it's a rookie, so it's not like the Lions gave him a contract or signed him in free agency. It was pretty much given what he was going to make. But um, I I think he'll outperform that as well. And maybe this upcoming season, you you might not see him on the field all that much, just due to the players he the Lions have in front of him, but uh, he can, he can really do it all. So I wouldn't surprise me one bit if uh, he did find a role or the Lions, Aaron Glenn figured out something for him to do and he will make plays. He, he just always seems to be around the ball and he plays close to the line of scrimmage and basically a slack corner. But uh, what he does in college, if he can translate that to the NFL, uh, I think we're really going to like what we have in him and should outperform that contract. Gosh, $1.5 million this year for tackles, for instincts, for getting your hands on the football, for smarts, for uh, knowing the scheme, being versatile. Like, yeah, sign me up. So those top four, man, is crazy to me because I remember like not even three, four years ago where we had, you know, Will roasted toasted and extra crispy back there trying to figure out how to guard people we were we were picking up safeties from the bowling alley asking them if they could play um it's we're four deep and i love those top four with their length their instincts turnover ability swagger uh it's gonna be really fun to watch so i think those dollars absolutely make sense the Gardner Johnson contract doesn't make sense because it makes so much sense. You can spell sense however you want both ways on that. Um, you know, Brady, uh, they got Breeze, uh, kind of a young cat that they brought on who just sort of uh, growing a role in special teams one year, 870 K. And then I want your thoughts on Brandon Joseph, you know, played at Northwestern and then was at Notre Dame or Notre Dame, Northwestern, whatever it was. And uh, at Northwestern, he really seemed to ball. And then at Notre Dame, not so much. Really surprised he went undrafted. Lions scooped him up three years, $2.7 million in total. Um, you know, gave him some bonuses, gave him some guarantees to come here and maybe find a role for himself. Seven hundred fifty-five k this season. That's that low minimum, but... I'm kind of hoping he can stick on the bottom of the roster as a special team player, a talented safety, and a guy that's got some upside and a guy you can groom as a depth player with some ability. What do you think? Yeah, there's there's some talent there. Um, I think he does have some instincts. And yeah, his time in Notre Dame wasn't overly impressive, I'll say, but uh, as a practice squad type of player or developmental piece, um, I'm happy with trying to bring him along and see what he has. I, I don't think he's the most athletic player, um, you know, which I always say this at, you know, I love my athletes, but for whatever reason at safety, I feel like it's not as big of a deal if they're instinctive, because I feel like that safety pos- position, if you have instincts, it, you can cover a lot of ground and um, it's just one of the most instinctive positions out there really is that safety spot. So um, yeah, I like, I like it as an undrafted free agent signing. And again, the in terms of contract, you can't complain about it whatsoever. And if he makes any type of impact, I think uh, that'd just be great. Let's do a quick recap. Logan versus Oakry on the safeties. Logan, do you think Tracy Walker's athletic? 
Um, yeah, I think he's pretty athletic and his long arms make up for, uh, a lot as well. You have to factor that in. You know what I love about Tracy Walker? He loves football. He's a dog. He he wants to come after. He wants your heart. How about Kirby? Athletic enough for you? Yep. Well, that's good because he's a D-A-W-G too. He's coming after you. He loves the game. All he wants to do is get INTs. Gardner Johnson. How's he on the Logan athletic spectrum? He's more than good. And I will mention again, and he was <laughs> my pick when the Lions selected Will Harris. Um, it was either him or Max Crosby. Those are my two guys I always like to bring up. Max Crosby and CJGJ as guys that I wanted that year in the draft really bad in the mid-rounds. And look how they turned out. But we got Will Harris instead and Austin Bryant. Pull up the big board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think Gardner Johnson um, absolutely loves being here in Detroit. It's going to really fight hard for this team, going to give them that, that type of confidence that they need, which is just as important as the athleticism. And the same goes for my boy Brian Branch. You could talk about, oh, he's not fast. Oh, he doesn't, he's not tall. Oh, he doesn't explode here and there. You know what he does? He loves the game. He works hard. <laughs> He's a character player, and that, that matters too. So I just had to remind you of that before we end the show. But just to wrap it up, man, like RBs and safeties are both spots that people today are like, ah, whatever, I'll just find a, a running back in the seventh round and he'll be a stud. Oh, safety, uh, I got other spots to worry about. We'll put a couple guys back there. We'll be okay unless you have an absolute monster, which some of these teams invest in. But I feel like these are two fringe positions, but – it's also positions that the Lions have been trying to get right for years, it feels like. We've always been horrible on the back end of defense. We've always been looking for that next running back that can change the game. And I feel like we got two really good groups now, both players, traits, athleticism, love for the game, and contracts. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's uh, upgraded the running back room and have some – really just game-changing type of players back there. I think it's huge. And safety, that safety position has come a long ways since the Bob Quinn days. And they got some playmakers back there, guys that can get their hands on the ball. And as safeties, the best safeties in the game are all the instinctive ball hawks. I use those two words all the time for safeties because those those are the type of players the Lions have. And those, if you want a great defense, you got to be able to turn the ball over and your safeties are a big factor in that. I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with these dollars. It makes sense for both these positions. When Jameer Gibbs is catching the football, running away from people, David Montgomery's doing what Logan loves, and that's breaking tackles and getting more yards than he should. You know, you're going to have Curbo turning the football over. Uh, you know, Tracy at least somewhere in the area giving it the old incomplete sign or, or celebrating with his teammates. Gardner Johnson ready to fight anybody anytime. Uh, Brian Branch just uh, being a real solid, nice looking rookie for our team. So I can't wait for it, man. Um, I've been working on my setup here, Logan. I'm switching up mics. I got a whole new all types of setup on this end. So hopefully I'm sounding decent for the people. But we didn't even throw out your plugs yet, man. We got L. Lamarandier on Twitter. We've got Sports Illustrated All Lines. Uh, what else you up to these days? What else you want to throw out there? Do you want to explain why you hide from every fantasy league I invite you to? I mean, go ahead. The floor <laughs> is yours. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you laid it out pretty well. And for all the listeners of the show, I, I think they know where to find me. So, uh, yeah, fantasy football 
you know, if I had just a little more time, <laughs> I would be all into fantasy football. Ten years ago, I was in, you know, on however many leagues. I'd be looking for leagues, even though I was already in ten. So times have changed a little bit. And I mostly he, just I don't want to lose to you. That's that's what it is. You said it go. best. He, he he's a family man, ladies and gentlemen, and he won't even do one so I can prove my point that I'm the superior GM and football thinker on the show. He doesn't I want that you. humiliation, which uh, <laughs> which is fine. I get it. But uh, Logan, man, I can't thank you enough for coming back on. It's always fun when we talk ball, and like we say, who knows what might happen. We might. Uh, we might turn news and notes into 30-minute segment, and then we might be able to get through two position groups on the back half like nothing. So it always works out, and it's always great to uh, talk ball and Lions football with you, man. Thanks for doing it. Of course. Never a quick show, and we, we say it every time. Always a great show, though. So everybody, next week, I think we got Chops, Choppy Chop, at Chops and the D coming back on the show. If all works out, I mean, again, we'll know about these new helmets. They're probably going to be complete fire, or unless Rod Wood had his hand in the cookie jar, they might be a complete miss. Um, will the Lions make a big addition before the next show or before training camp? Chase Young, they might. Um, and so much more to talk about. Week after week, football will be here before you know it. And we'll talk about it all next week, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.